turn to um, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. I've appreciated Brother Jeffries and the theme for this year in spiritual growth, growing. Amen. I believe it's important as Christians that we progress, that we... Um, we uh, we grow, amen. Hebrews chapter 12, and read very familiar uh, verses here that we have no doubt have heard and read uh, many, many times. And uh, I like to follow along with the theme and uh, um, of uh, of growth. And uh, um, I believe, as Christians, um, you know how how when you buy something, you you look at the uh, package, and uh, um, all packaging has to have a label uh, with uh, information on it. One of the informations that you um, will find is ingredients. And, uh, you know, when you look at a particular thing, um, if you look at uh, 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 somewhere on that package, there will be uh, uh, a place where you can find out what they use to make that particular uh, food that you are getting ready or product that you're getting ready to use. I believe as Christians... And we are labeled as Christians. I believe that we, if we're going to carry that label, that we are going to have these ingredients in our package. And I believe um, one of the ingredients that will be part, uh, that is necessary, that if you are a child of God, you're going to have uh, love, but you're going to have joy. You're going to have temperance and peace. Well, tonight I want to look at joy. Hebrews chapter 12. And I might I will try to approach this maybe a little different uh, in, 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 in uh, using the word joy. Um, but it's it, it, um, verse 1. I'm going to go ahead and just read verse 1. But I'm really going to focus just on a... a, 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 a a phrase <laughs> from verse 2. <coughs> it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compressed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, with, uh, with patience, the race that is set before us. And then verse 2, um, the apostle here says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, it's amazing. I have read this time and time again. And to see this uh, uh, particular word 
let is is let let for the essence of what how we reference word joy to see it here it says that was set before him he said for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God my text my topic my title is simply joy tonight Lord help us mighty God that you would give us Lord Father, your help, I need you, Lord. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the anointing. I'm asking you for that tonight. And I give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And I ask this in your precious holy name. Amen. Praise God. It seems like to me, referencing uh, the cross and joy together, doesn't seem in a sense how would that fit you know the um the word means the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something uh, exceptionally good or satisfying keen pleasure and elation well when i look at the cross i i don't see no pleasure in the cross I don't see no elation. I don't see no, no, uh, when, 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 when you look at the sense of what the cross was used for, what crucifixion was a form of punishment, and in most cases, most referred to as probably one of the most cruelest ways a man can die. And how could we add joy to that? Biblical joy is more than just a happy feeling. It's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises. When I look at for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross, which we all agree was not a place of pleasure, was not a place of comfort, was not a place of happiness, but it was one of suffering, pain, hardship, and um, every uh, term that we could use towards uh, the uh, suffering punishment uh, was the form of the Christ, of the cross. But for the joy, where do we have the joy in the cross. Well, brothers and sisters, if we continue on, it says, endured the cross, despising the shame. The cross in itself has no joy. The cross in itself has no pain. And why would there be joy for Christ to, for the cross was the idea that brothers and sisters were accomplishing the task that was presented to him, being able to fulfill the the uh, the crucifixion, <coughs> being able to um. 
make it through that test, through that trial, through that pain, through that suffering, there's a joy, a joy of accomplishment, joy of accomplishment. The end result, brothers and sisters, was a, was a, a, a light, so to speak, was a beacon, was, was, was a goal that was set before Christ. He was able to accomplish an impossible uh, 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 suffering, and not only uh, uh, of the cross, of, of, of the pain, of, 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 of physical pain, but the spiritual uh, uh, suffering of the cross that Jesus endured on our behalf. There was a joy there. That spiritual suffering of the separation between the Father and the Son, we'll never be able to comprehend uh, uh, the 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 uh, uh, task that Jesus was able to accomplish through the cross. I would dare say the struggles that we look at, we would look at the human struggle of the pain. But for Christ, it was more than just a human struggle, a human sacrifice, a human pain and suffering uh, 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 of, his, of his body with the nails and the, and, 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 and the scourging and, 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 and everything that goes along with the dying on the cross. But I believe that the endurance of the spiritual was a task that only Christ could have endured of the separation from his father because of the need of sacrifice. But yet knowing of the accomplishment that would be completed in the end, what a great joy there was. Hallelujah. I have a short acronym I'd like to check tonight. Many years ago, I got a job in a Christian academy, and I um, was um, given a learning center. And in that learning center, I had first, second, and third graders. And um, we were using an ACE curriculum, and it was my job as the supervisor in that learning center. And I forget just how many. I could probably name the little kids that were there, most of them, a lot of them. And, and, and a lot of those kids now have grandkids. <laughs> or if they don't, they'll soon have. But all them little kids, and man, they were a bunch of them. One of the things that I was accomplished to do, and this is going, probably going to shock you, because you guys know me, and you know, <laughs> uh, I would probably be the most one of the most unlikely people for for this particular task. <laughs> but I was given the responsibility to teach 
these little first and second and third graders. And if you're familiar with uh, AC curriculum or School of Tomorrow, you know a lot of it is self-learned, but you still had to help the children. And one of the things that I had to help them with, with being first graders, what is one of the, now I don't know, now they've changed. Who knows exactly when they started? But, but, but um, one of the things that Brother uh, Jeffries I had to do with them little first graders was help them learn how to read. <laughs> I'm a little giggler. And if you know me, you should giggle too. Because if I've ever had a problem, um, pronunciation is one of my challenges. When I went to first grade, I was back in the 60s when they had that smock guy or whatever they called him that believed uh, in, in, in teaching kids different than the way we teach kids. They taught us how to read by sight. That is, see Jim run, see Sue run, see Spot run, see Sue run with, who did I use, Jim? <laughs> see Spot, Jim, and Sue run downhill. That's how I learned how to read. I've struggled with pronunciation. I still struggle with pronunciation. As one of the my fellow co-workers that I work with says that when I pronounce a word, I can get the beginning sound right, and I usually get the ending of the word right, but no one knows what the middle of that word is going to sound like. <laughs> but I had to teach these little children how to read. A.C. used pronunciation. A, 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 B, D, S. I see, I'm probably messing them up. Now I messed up. Gracie's shaking her head up and down. All right, making a mess out of the uh, 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 pronunciation. I taught your daddy how to read. He probably has got bad memories about that, too. <laughs> I do, too. I got one, one evening when his first um, day, I think might have been the first day that he had to start learning sounds. I got so frustrated, and 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 uh, the poor little guy it wasn't his fault, but whew, I took my frustration, and his poor little head. Okay, we'll leave it at that. But anyway, but you know something, as I learned the sounds with those little children, they learned how to read, Brother Jeffries. The next year, I had a really challenge that made me nervous. I had a, a little student who had difficulties in, in talking. And I'll be honest with you, I was really nervous about the idea that I was going to mess up, that she wasn't going to learn how to read. And I, it, it, made me nervous. I prayed. I, I, I really didn't know. And uh, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't an easy, it wasn't easy 
there was challenges. But you know something? After a period of time, there was an accomplishment happened in that little girl's life. I didn't want to use the gender, but in that life, she began to be able to read. I don't take the credit for that. She learned the sounds. My point is today, there's a joy, brothers and sisters. My acronym tonight is J is Jesus. Jesus saves us. Jesus wants us to come and see him. He wants us to make it to heaven. And he wants us to be able to live with him forever and ever and ever in eternity. But yet we also know that most cases, and in most of our cases, our accepting Jesus in our lives has not been accomplished in the idea that we've actually met him face to face. The apostle says in 1 Corinthians that we look through a glass darkly, but then face to face. I have yet, I know that there are images of Jesus. I know that, that, that there are pictures and there are uh, films and places where people have uh, 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 made Christ to look the way that we would feel. I, brothers and sisters, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not know physically how Jesus looks. But I want you to know that I believe of everything within me. I believe with every ounce that I have. I believe that there will come a day that I will stand face to face and see my Jesus. Amen. But till then, I have a journey to take. And that journey is not always easy. That journey has taken me through valleys. It's taken me through mountains. It's taken me through storms. It's taken me through hard times and good times. And I have yet to be able to accomplish. But I want you to know something. There's a joy in me tonight. Because I know that when I accomplish it, I will see Jesus. Amen. We have a joy. Christians have a joy. We're living in a world full of sadness. We're living in a world full of emotional depression, anger. We're living in a world of hatred. We are surrounded with people who are miserable. We are surrounded with people who are irritated. They are aggravated. They are just angry. Some of them don't even know why they're angry, but they're angry. Brothers and sisters, we as Christians, we need joy. And I believe that when we know that we will see Jesus, there is joy. And it will show itself. And it will reveal itself. I have not much tonight. But I want you to know something. The closer I get to accomplishing that journey, when I get to see Jesus face to face, the joy grows within me. Amen. Can you imagine as Jesus was on that cross and the hours begin to tick away and the suffering 
and the pain and the separation and the darkness and the earthquake, what joy was building inside him, knowing that he was closer and closer and closer to the accomplishment of the shame and enduring that terrible suffering. What a joy. What a joy. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Brings joy to our lives. How does joy grow is because, brothers and sisters, it grows because we have Jesus in our souls. Glory is part of the ingredients. It's part of the makeup. I don't believe you can be a Christian without joy. Amen. A genuine, a genuine, a full-fledged, a spiritual life will have joy. And why do you have joy? Because you got Jesus. Amen. In your life. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Feeling a little better now. Well, I told you I was going to use it as an acronym. And so I got the letter O. And so for O, I've got others. Now, others is a category of representing anyone that is on our radar or on our, that gets our attention, that gets in our uh, lives, that because of the joy of knowing that we have Jesus, it's naturally we want that joy to go to others. And because of that, we as Christians will take people who are important to us, we will take others that we might know, friends, co-workers, anyone that we might have come in contact with that gets our attention, we want them to have the same joy that we have. And to have that joy, they need Jesus. And we will pray for them. Amen. You know, I know in our prayer requests, and I know we have times that we uh, have prayers for the lost. And that's all in order. And that's all proper. But a genuine, a genuine Christian will do more than requesting prayer for a lost loved one. A genuine Christian will seek God on their own for that particular person. And that's where I feel that others come in. And I have been saved long enough. And I have served God long enough. And I have prayed for folks long enough to know that the best way to reach others is through my prayers 
on their behalf. I have known individuals that if I took you back to my prayer times and when I first began to pray for them and pray on their behalf, these individuals wouldn't even give God the time. Some of these individuals finding that I was a Christian, our relationship was not what it used to be when I was a sinner like them. Some of them would curse and make fun of Christianity and was bitter. And be honest with you, and I looked at them, there is no way under the sun that these particular people would ever give God the time of the day. But you know something? I felt in my heart, my soul, I had a mission to do, and that was plead their cause before God. And I want you to know something. I can name you names of people that I even heard tell me they'd never go to church. They never listen to a preacher. They would never, ever, ever give God the time of the day. And I can tell you folks that I've seen Brother Suffolk find Jesus. That's joy. I don't know about you, but that's joy. And as Christians, I believe it's important that we want others to have the joy that we have and that we will never give up on them. May I ever, ever do my part to win a soul for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, my last letter is why. Gracie, you want to guess what my last point? Emma, what do you think Granddaddy's going to talk about with why? You! Very good! Give that child a pat on the back. You. Joy. Amen. Is you. Brother Smith, I wish I could tell you when I got saved, I became perfect. I wish I could tell you when I got saved that I never messed up after, that I never struggled, that I never had to learn not to lie, that I never learned. I, I, I know that, that, that when Jesus saved me, I know those changes took place in my life, and I know uh, glory to God. There was a, 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 we had a Bible school student. I don't know if you remember. He was an African. He sang this little thing. The smoke I used to smoke, I smoke no more. The drink I used to drink, I drink no more. And you know something? There's truth in that. There are things in my life that because of, 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 of Jesus, I crucified those things. I gave those things up. And from that time forward, I have never, ever touched a cigarette again in my life. Never, ever, ever took another chew from a tobacco poke. Never, ever, ever filled my lips up with snuff. 
never ever have been tempted. Matter of fact, to be in a room with other smokers and tobacco users can get very nauseating. And 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 I I just I've never had no problems, and I gave them up, and I've never have ever went back. But there are just some things, glory to God, I struggled with, and I want you to know something, glory to God, I had to work on them, those mortification things in our lives, those things that. Totally, we won't ever wipe them out because if you did, you'd starve to death. We all got to eat. It just seems like sometimes we eat too much. Uh, 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 uh. And that's where we get into problems. And that's where we get into our struggles. That's where we get into our problem. But glory to God, I'm glad I serve a God who doesn't give up on me. And there's a joy knowing that I can win those battles. Hallelujah, and it's real joy. And I'm telling you something, when you're sitting there not eating when you want to eat, but the only thing I try to tell my brain is, it's your mouth hungry, not your stomach. Your taste bugs are hungry, but your stomach is overstuffed. So do something with your mouth. <laughs> It'd be nice if we had mouth clamps you could clamp down. <laughs> Maybe you could get your jaws wired shut. I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, but you know something? When you give it to God and God helps you and you pray and you say, Lord, I'm struggling with this anger. I'm struggling with this, this jealousy. I'm struggling with envy. I'm struggling with covetousness. Lord, I'm not comfortable with that. And, but, Lord, I want, I want to be better. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. And when you find yourself being able to be more calm, find yourself being patient, find yourself having temperance, find yourself, amen, there's joy there that you've accomplished, that you made it up that mountain, that you made it to the top, amen. I get joy every day. <laughs> Glory to God. Twice a day, um, I have joy. When I pull into the parking lot at work, I don't have too much joy. But you know, when I get out, my leg's hurting, my arm, I can't even lift it. And I could choose a pain and be honest with you, I wouldn't lie if I told him I didn't feel like going to work. But I get out of that car and I start moving my legs. Most of the time I have to move them kind of slow. But as I move them towards that door way down there, that's the door to my office, I know that as long as I can move one step at a time, I'm eventually, after 12 or more minutes, I'm going to reach that key lock, scan it, and the green light's going to come on, and I'm going to walk through the door 
and make it to my work. Then eight hours later, I got to return back to my car. And you know something? There's a joy when I finally make it to the car and I get to turn the ignition on. But it's one step at a time. Glory to God. That's what we're doing in life. One step at a time. And don't you ever stop making that step. Because every step you make, you draw closer to the throne. Now, my sermon's not much tonight. My thought probably won't rest you. But I would want you to know if there's anything in your life. How does joy come about? It comes about with Jesus. Joy comes when we pray for others to have the same joy we've got. And real joy comes when we can accomplish some of the weaknesses that we struggle with in our lives. Real joy. I mean, I know we've already prayed, but I, I want to sing. Can we sing that hymn? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Glory to God. I think you'll find it in the green hymnal. <laughs> 